Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 159 of Parenting in Real Life. Today, we have some random topics. (laughs) Just things that we've been talking about, so we thought it'd be fun to share it with you. You're here for the learning. Skip it. (laughs) This is a less learning one, although the second half, we do have some some learning tips for you if you're looking for learning. Alexis can't help herself. I can't. I just love the learning. Like, why are you listening to our podcast if you don't want to learn something? For us. For us. If you love listening to us, this is the perfect episode for you. (laughs) Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about, after all. This is Parenting in Real Life. Before we get into the us part. This is still us. Well, this is us because we're doing a Parenting in Real Life moment. But our kids, we feel like, have been out of control lately. Just so much fighting all the time. I didn't read a lot of books in high school. And I can't confidently say that I read this book either. But we talked a lot about Lord of the Flies and it feels like that's what's happening in our house. I knew you were going to say Lord of the Flies. You didn't read that book? No, I mean like it was required reading. Yeah. I just never read the required reading because I'm not a reader. <laughs> I, I read chunks of it for sure. I just don't think I ever read every word of every book. Cliff Notes? Any book. Do I didn't do Cliff Notes. Pinkmonkey.com? I, I just listened to the classroom conversation and it was fine. Oh, I had to read the book. Pink Monkey. Did, did you do Pink we Monkey? We didn't even have the internet when I was in high school, so... <laughs> I mean, the world did, but my family didn't. That was my go-to was pinkmonkey.com because I think it was free. Cliff Notes like cost money. So it was awesome. I did it to just remind myself about the story. Also, it pointed out like some connections, which I'm so bad at. And so it just helped me better understand the book a little bit more. But anyway, it was a good one. I captured all of the green connections in Great Gatsby (laughs) by myself. I did not. (laughs) I didn't either. Nobody does. So we have Lord of the Flies among our kids, and we were really been struggling with it. So on Sunday, I called a family meeting. Alan had left to go on a hike because he was done with the kids, and I came home from a a church meeting. I'm like, where's dad? They're like, we should explain more of what this looks like. So (laughs) we don't want to get angry at our kids all the time, Mm -hmm. but they still bug each other all the time. And because we decided to step out and we're not yelling and beating and punishing our kids, they're like, where's the justice? You're not doing anything. You, you say stop, but you don't actually make them do anything. And so they're like, well, we have to punish each other because you won't. And so they do. They beat each other up to get what they want. Because that's what they want us to do to their siblings. They want justice. And I'm just like, don't you realize that if we did that to them, we'd have to do it to you too? It's, it's just for everybody. My first idea that Alexis didn't go along with was we should just create a lashings wall. <laughs> and we would put little tallies next to everybody's name every time they did something that bugged somebody. And at the end of the week, everybody would have lashings. And then we would say on Sunday, okay, it's time for lashings. Who wants to do this first? <laughs> and I think they would realize like, oh, wait, this whole justice thing bites me just as much or more than it bites everybody else. And so maybe the whole full justice isn't a good system. Maybe that's not a good way to live. 
and she didn't like it. <laughs> well, I just, I don't know. Anyway, I called the <laughs> family <laughs> <Just> meeting <disregard. laughs> and I had a conversation with the kids and I was just like, you know, this is out of control. We need to, we need to figure this out. And so I let them go around and just kind of talk about how they were feeling about things. And the conversation kind of evolved. I was like, I don't know if we should like come up with punishments or something, but I wanted to focus on kindness because we're really struggling with that. We've had a kindness jar in our house before and we stopped using it for quite a few months. And so I'm like, let's just focus on the kindness. So when you do something kind, write down what it is, have the person that you did it to, they have to initial it or put their name on it, whatever, just to confirm that this was actually done. And then they'll put it in our kindness jar and we are going to give them prizes that once they get 30 kindness notes, then they can get, I found these little Christmas squishmallows at Costco. I bought for them to give to their friends at Christmas time and they want them so bad. <laughs> so I'm like, that's going to be our prize. If you get 30 kindness notes, then you can get one of those squishmallows. So. This is a little different than the kindness jar we did before. Cause before yeah. it was like, write down whenever somebody does something nice for you. And we were also doing write down whenever somebody does something mean to you that you want justice for. And people are great at writing the mean things that people do, and nobody wrote a nice thing. Mm -hmm. So the difference here, the nuance, is that you can write your own nice thing. If you do something nice, you can write it down. You just need to get them to initial it to say, yep, they did that. Mm -hmm. Because we're not charitable enough in our house to just be like, wow, that was sweet. I'm going to write that down. That well, didn't happen. And I was telling you, sometimes people don't always realize when you're being kind, like that you made a conscious decision to do something for them. Like, true. And so I'm like, they might not notice that you are being kind. So write it down, say, I did this. And they're like, oh yeah. And then they can yep. put their initials on it so that they can confirm that that is what happened. So far we had some good initial traction. Nathan did three kind things <laughs> in like five minutes. <laughs> I can tell the prize we chose is not motivating for one of our kids. So she's like, I don't care. Yeah, she gave up. But I'm she said that from the beginning. And so I'm like, okay, well, then you think of a prize. But she didn't yet. She also so. doesn't like to do nice things for people. <laughs> we were going around the table today talking. I was like, hey, tell us something you did kind. And she's just like, I didn't do anything kind because I don't care. <laughs> Lord of the flies. I was like, this is not how we get better. <laughs> So we'll see how this goes. I feel like we're always changing on things we do all the time, trying new things. This is not necessarily a recommendation. This is a parenting in real life moment. Yeah, this is just what we're this doing. This is our dumpster fire. We hope you enjoy yours. <laughs> we'll let you know how it goes. So the first random topic of the day is maternity leave. I thought this was interesting. We've talked a lot about this. And Alexis saw a post this morning that talked about maternity leave around the world. And I just thought, oh, this is a more interesting conversation than I think you usually see. Yeah, so she put like 10 different countries and the maternity leave that they typically get. And the U.S., it says none required, which is true, I think, for the most part. I feel like most businesses are doing at least six weeks, but... My coworkers told me that have had kids, I don't know if this is true, they told me that companies are required to save your job for 12 weeks. They don't have to pay you, but they have to hold your job for 12 weeks. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they said. Yeah, it did say paid maternity. And so it was interesting because they had paid maternity and they listed all these countries, but then people from those countries started making comments about what that actually meant. And I thought that was so interesting because I think we just think, oh, well, everyone else is getting paid for 
12 weeks to years sometimes. Yeah. And then they were chiming in like, actually, that's not quite how it works. <laughs> so we thought this was really interesting. So some of the countries from people that chimed in, the UK I thought was really interesting because they said they get 90% of their pay for the first six weeks. But then after that, they can take up to 33 weeks, which is a long time. But it's 172 pounds a week or 90% of their average weekly earnings, but whichever is less. And so probably the 172 pounds per week. That's it. Like they're getting like 500, 600 bucks a month. I don't know the exact exchange rate, but that is not enough money. I know for a while the pound and the dollar were pretty similar. I don't, yeah, pretty I don't, close. I don't know what it is right now. But it's probably close. But that people are like, we can't live off that, especially yeah. where rent. The girl who commented was in London. She's like, rent is a thousand to two thousand dollars a month or pounds, and we can't, you can't live on that. And so they end up going back to work. So the government's kind of pushing them to go back. I don't hate that because it's kind of like you get a little bit. We think a little bit's fine. After that, it's kind of on you to pick, right? Yeah, you have to choose. Do I want to make less money and stay home with my kid or do I want to go back to work and get my full income? I just think all of these are like more nuanced than you think. It sounds great sitting in America with a company that only gives you a month of paid maternity or whatever Mm -hmm. to see these other countries. And some of these are pretty impressive, like Germany, but it's not like all it's cut out to be. Yeah. So Germany was three years, so they Which get wild. 78% of their income the first year, 63% of their income the second year. The girl who commented didn't say what the third year was. But three years, could you imagine just not working for three years and your company is okay with that? Well, and coming back <laughs> three years later, like I've been at my company for five years, which is twice as long as I've been anywhere. To come back after three years, like it would be a totally different place. Like you'd have no idea what is going on. So I think I think that's the other nuance here is like, yes, laws can say whatever they want, but the reality is that's just going to have a, an impact on your career. You that, can't leave for three years and then come back and like get a promotion because nobody even knows who you are at that point. It'd be a whole new company at, at Cricket. You know, like we change so quickly, it'll be a different place. And that was something that somebody said is like, often when you're taking that much time, you do get looked over for promotions and stuff because you've been gone, you know, which makes sense. I mean, if you're not there, but it's just. You would have had 15 years of paid time off. (laughs) We should live in Germany. All the kids. I mean, I wanted to be a stay at home mom, but also looking at the numbers, it didn't make sense for me to work with how many kids we had so quickly because we would need a lot of kids in daycare at once. And the daycare costs are crazy for a, a lot of countries. There are definitely talk, people from different countries to talk about how the daycare costs three are so high. Stacks, right? You can definitely have a kid every three years, right? Can you have a kid and then three years later have your next kid and just do that for 15 years and 15, like they've been paying you 63% of your salary for 15 years. I have no idea. That would be nuts. Any Germans out there, we need to know because <laughs> we, need to we know. lived in the wrong country. We could have just had Alexis get an amazing job and then take 15 years off and then just keep getting paid. Peace out. That would be amazing. There's got to be caps or something. That's that's just something. Yeah. Maybe you have to go back to work for a certain amount of time. I don't know. I, we haven't looked into it. This, these were just comments that people made. I think it's, uh, I, there's a lot of others. Brazil's four months, Romania's two years, Netherlands three months, Mexico's six weeks, Canada's 12 to 18 months, but not full pay. So 
there's a bunch. It was interesting. We can post the post, I guess. But I think we were talking about like, why don't we do better in America? And all of these countries that are doing this have birthing rates. Is that what it is? Under two, right? Like they are not, they are shrinking countries. They are worried about the fact that they are not going to be able to feed the next generation because they'll have less workers. And I know that's a concern in America, but I don't think it's nearly as acute or hasn't been like as long with us as it has in some of these countries. So I think these countries are desperate. They're desperate for people to have kids. And so they're trying to sweeten the deal. One of the things we talked about is it's going to be really interesting to see, does America follow these other countries leads as our birthing rate goes down more or not? And I thought it was interesting. The girl who posted it, she's like, wouldn't it be great if America gave parents time off to show how important parenthood is, which I agree, but I don't think that's the reason these other countries are doing it. It's not because they think parenting is important. It's just because they want people to have children. They're giving them incentive or at least better circumstances to have children because like Alan said, like their populations are shrinking. So they need children. And so they need to set it up in a way so that people will actually do it. That is what parenting is like at the heart. It's bringing kids into the world. Mm -hmm. So I I do think that it is showing that parenting is important. Maybe not in the way we're saying. Yeah. It reminded me of another conversation we'd had with my extended family about some airline is looking at creating like a kid free zone. So you can buy seats, you can pay extra for seats where people under whatever, 12 or 18 or whatever can't sit. So, you know, you're not going to be sitting next to that crying baby or the giant family like ours or whatever. And there's kind of mixed reactions, even in our family of like, is that good as a parent that's felt awkward before? I don't know that I would mind if people that cared a lot about it had paid extra and weren't sitting by me. That that feels fine. From a business perspective, that's great. If they can charge more money from somebody and give them something that they value, then great. But there was the other side, which is why are we making it seem like kids are the worst? You know, we're creating this culture of kids are just such a headache. You should pay extra money to just not even be close to them. I think that might be the deeper problem, right? Is you can give people time off. You can do all these things, but we need to stop treating children like they're like the bane of society. We need to make it normal to have kids running around and screaming and sneezing and whatever, right? Like they're not these huge inconveniences. They're our freaking next generation. Like they're the people that are going to be running the the government and the world and paying our social security and whatever else. It'll be interesting to see what the next 20 years looks like. Right. Yeah. I saw a reel and it was a young family was on a train in Europe. I can't remember what it was. It was like a Scandinavian country or something, but they had one of the cars in the train was like a little play area for kids. And they were super shocked. They're like, how awesome is this? Cause I think they're from the U S that they're on this train and they have a place for the kids to play. So they have something to do because it was like a long train ride. And I was like, I think that's a better focus, right? Is how can we make this easier for families rather than how can we make this easier for people who don't have children? Yeah. How can we avoid these little? Yeah. And so I'm like, if you bring the family into it and give them things to do or places to go, I think that would make it so maybe people felt less annoyed with them because the kids have something yeah. to do or they there's have activities. A, a or dual benefit. There's a place for them, you know. But it's more like, please have kids and ride on our train instead of 
ugh, please go to the back of the plane. We don't want you here. Yeah. So very interesting. Curious to hear what you all think about with the whole, like, the whole first world has declining populations. What do you think it would take to get it so that we, people start having kids? How do we bring that back? And then the last thing that we want to talk about, I saw somebody posted a question on Instagram and it was just, I just feel like we've been feeling this lately, but when you're working all day, how do you have time and energy for your kids? And it was just like a community question. So people put in the comments, like things that they do and what works for them. And so I just wrote down some of the ones that I liked the most (laughs) that I felt like were, oh, like, oh, that was a really good idea. And so we'll just share those with you and then we'll wrap up this episode. But I really liked one of the things was just figure out small ways to connect with your kids and then do those things. But it's usually like things that you like to do. So if you like to read, take a few minutes to read to your kids. Or if you like to get outside, go on a little walk with your kids or something. So find the things that fill you up, but that you can involve your kids in with too. So you still are able to connect with them. But because you're limited on time and energy, it also fills your cup. Another one that we've felt the need for is cheaper, not cheaper necessarily. Sometimes it's more expensive, but um, faster meals, right? Alexis has been awesome. I hope she's not doing it for me, but she's made amazing meals our whole marriage. And I have been very little help. I do it for me too. I like good food. And so I don't like to cook, but I do it because I like the result. And so I want to eat something good. (laughs) And when I help out, it's waffles. That's... That's what I make. You've done like tacos and spaghetti. I can do some basic things. Yeah. Heat up ground beef. I can do. Yeah. So with Alexis working and both of us just being not there for cooking, this person recommended like planned meals or meal prepping or freezer meals or meal delivery service. Our version of that is Costco meals. They tend to be cheaper than eating out or some of these other options. And they work. They're just fast, right? So we have a stack of frozen lasagnas from Costco in our freezer at all times so that if we need a meal on a pinch, it doesn't have to be cereal, even though I'm a big supporter of cereal for dinner. I do not like cereal for dinner. (laughs) There's very few points of conflict between Alexis and I in our marriage. That's one This is pretty high on the list. Um, So lasagna, we can both agree on. That's the point. That's true. They also have... Now, I feel like Costco's gotten really good at this, but they have, like, in their deli section, they have kind of, like, pre-made meals. I mean, not the stuff on the back. Like, they have the Alfredo and the tacos and whatever that are already done. But they have things, like, in packs that you could just heat up real fast. Yeah. Like, that's not freezer meals. You know, it's like, oh, this is actually kind of... One of our favorites is the curry thing. Yeah, there's, like, a chicken mango curry. Which is super not curry. My tolerance for spice is zero. Negative (laughs) five. And I like this one. And so you just, it takes like five minutes to heat it up in the pan. I like to make some coconut rice with it. And then we Which have just rice with coconut milk. Yeah. And then we have like a bag salad from Costco too. And Always bag salad. And if you're making your salad from scratch, <laughs> we, we can't connect on any level. You should stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> they just have so many good options and they taste good. I'm like, this is so much easier. Just throw all the bags in. And we have that. I, in fact, Chloe, the other day, she's like, we have this meal a lot. <laughs> I'm like, don't. I like because it's so easy and it tastes good. So. <laughs> yep. We love them. So find what works for your family. There's a lot of different ways you can do that, but at least having a meal plan really helps. And so you don't come home and you're like, what the heck do we no. do? Yeah. You know, just have a plan for the week. 
sometimes I don't always follow my plan because if I'm not in the mood for whatever I planned that day or I don't have enough energy to make what I planned. So have some backups, but like the lasagna. Cereal? <laughs> or not cereal, but <laughs> I just don't feel good after I eat cereal for dinner. I just feel like I'm missing nutrients. Or- yeah, good's not the right word. It'd be great. Fantastic. <laughs> no. no. Another suggestion, which is we are always preaching, is make sure to have kids pitch in more. You should not be doing all the work in your house. So make sure that your kids are helping. It's good for them. Like there's been so much research done that chores are good for kids. So you will break them. They will complain and complain and complain. And then they kind of stop if you're consistent. Yeah. Then you let them slip a little bit and the complaining starts again. So (laughs) just be consistent. Make them do it. They're going to complain, but it. Go, it dwindles. Mm-hmm. Be strong. Also, they recommended doing less extracurricular activities. Preach. So if you're we, limited on your time, maybe you just need to have your kids do less. If your kids are going to Stanford, we can't connect on any level. You should stop <laughs> listening to the podcast. For the rest of us, our, your kid's going to go to a crappy college. And you know what? Not crappy. It's not going <laughs> to affect their life in any significant way. So they don't need to be star of the dance team or the baseball team or whatever. We, I, if your kids do competitive sports, we can't connect in any way and you should stop listening to the podcast. I just have seen from experience in my own family, my sister did competitive soccer for years and she burned out before she even got to high school. So she didn't play on the high school soccer team because she was done and she switched sports. And so I just look at these It'll just be interesting to see over the next few years as my kids' friends who are in competitive sports, how many continue that like through high school? Will they make the high school team? I would assume most of these kids are not going to be playing in college because that is just so rare. Even at the high school level, there's like 600,000 girls that do dance competitively and 20 of them are going to make the high school team. We don't want to beat this drum too much. Yeah. It's just, we get passionate about it. That's true. You do you. <laughs> but the point is, there's no minimum for how many extracurricular activities your kids have to do. There's not, no like good parent minimum. So do the right amount for your family and your schedule. Yeah. That, that's the main point. Sorry, we got fired up there. <laughs> if you can afford it, hire help. If you need people to help you clean your house, if you you can hire out, like we talked about the meals, you know, like if you want to do these meal services, if you need someone to do your laundry, your I, yard work, whatever. I, this feels very spoiled and it is but we have somebody clean our house and i'll tell you like the best money we've ever spent there's something so magical about leaving the house and coming home and having it be clean and you didn't do it it's just amazing i get that everybody can't do that and we weren't in that situation for a long long time and i still clean the bathrooms every other week because we can't afford to do it all the time yeah but they come twice a month so we clean in between but it's really nice to have when they come those weeks. And we're not pressuring you to do that. But it's just like, think about your money and what you value. And if that's high on the list, then think about it. Have husbands. Oh, skip that one. Um, (laughs) Earlier bedtimes. (laughs) Have husbands do more was the one that he said. Just, I think sometimes moms feel like they have to do all the work, right? They, even though they're at work too, or they're busy during the day, they feel like they're still responsible for the home, but make sure that the husbands are included. Talk about what the work that needs to be done. Try to share the load because they, they can help too. Expect mental and emotional breakdowns from your husband. We aren't <laughs> built for this. We're not they saying need, they need some training. <laughs> we're not saying we're better than you. In fact, we're saying we're worse than you. I don't know how women do all the things, but 
even when I like do my 2%, it sometimes breaks me. So good luck husbands. <laughs> uh, seriously though, earlier bedtimes, it's important to like get them down. It's good for them. It's good for you so that you have time to do some of this other stuff that you didn't have time to do during the day. And the last one is put your phone away. Just make time where you're not on your phone that you can focus on your kids. I feel like oftentimes when I am frustrated with my kids because I'm trying to do something on my phone and they're bugging me to do something with whatever they need. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, I'm trying to look at this, you know? And so it's even subconscious, even when I'm not doing anything important, I like subconsciously, I'm like, I'm trying to focus on this thing and you're another thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely a point of contention for me. So find time where you can just not have your phone. Maybe that's 20 minutes. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's just like during dinner time, you know, make sure your phone's not at the table, but make sure there's phone free time. We heard the new iPhone stink anyway. So just get a flip phone. Yeah. Flip phone. We hope some of these are helpful. We thought they were interesting topics and we just wanted to talk. So thanks for sticking around if you did and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at parenting IRL podcast or find us on our website at parentinginreallife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.